Uh, g'day, yeah, this is Scott Gibbons, and this show is on the road. And by golly, it's good to be with you. And there's been some terrific news come out this week. But what's this show all about is probably the best thing to ask, and that is it's all about you and your RV. It's about seeing Australia, seeing Australia through the eyes of the radio. If you've got a caravan, a motorhome, a camper trailer, a tent, whatever it is, if you're getting out and about, then this show is for you. And it's good to have you here. Now, Gladys Berejiklian in the New South Wales Liberal Government, they've brought out a toll rebate scheme because there's some terrific toll roads in New South Wales and they're trying to make it easier. So if you've got a, a Class B, what's called a Class B vehicle, and that is that if you're more than 12.5 metres long, uh, that's your vehicle and your caravan, or you're more than 2.8 metres high, then they're going to give you a rebate. And the rebate's a pretty simple thing to do. The scheme actually came into effect on the 1st of June 2020, but the Transport New South Wales is working to have the claim system up and running for, for November 2020. So, But you have to register. You have to register. And you go on to RMS. Get your pencil out. RMS, which is... Uh, roads and maritime services so rms dot nsw dot gov which is gov dot au so rms dot nsw dot gov dot au and it's a terrific thing because you can get a rebate it's capped up to eight toll trips per month that's on your billing period but they reduce your your uh, your rate, if you will, from a Class B back down to a Class A. So you get charged just the same as if you're a car. But it does exclude the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Sydney Harbour Tunnel because there's a single toll there for all vehicles. So excluding the Sydney Harbour Bridge, excluding the Sydney Harbour Tunnel, all of those, including... Now, you're going to get... This is the new North Connects you're going to get the rebate on and the new West Connects M5 East and M8. Just fabulous. So I think that's an absolute winner. Now, Queensland... Queensland, there's things happening up there. You've got to be aware in Queensland on a couple of things. One is that uh, I was talking to Randy Keane, Randy Keane from Newcastle Caravan Repairs, and he's saying that if you're buying a caravan up there, it's a used caravan, if you're buying a used caravan, be very, very careful that it's not one that's been written off in New South Wales as a do not register again, and then taken to Queensland, and they do a little bit of hocus pocus to it, and then sell it to you, as a proper caravan when in New South Wales they wouldn't have allowed it to have been registered again. So, you know, checking the providence of the story of, of the caravan that you're buying is really, really important. Now, the other thing that's happening up in Queensland is that Kedron Caravans, who are just a fabulous caravan manufacturer, they are just world famous. They've had their brand, and I'll use the term because it's the way Channel 7 used it, ripped off, allegedly ripped off by a Chinese company. So Kedron, <coughs> I mean, you know Kedron, they are, they're a third generation Queensland family business. They built some of the toughest caravans in the world. And they're now in a legal fight for their name because the business is alleging that a Chinese manufacturer has ripped off the Australian brand name and is now building caravans over there and trying to export them to the world and they're calling them Kedron Caravans. And Kedron, of course, are pretty upset about that because, you know, theirs are a fair dinkum Aussie, 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 and now they're being ripped off by uh, something that's being made in China. So, you know, that's not, not fair, not good, not nice. 
The other thing is with China, and, and this came through on a site during the week, which was oh, all about uh, different things that are happening, but you're finding out that um, uh, caravan nightmares and faults, North Coast fabricators, they've said that um, for everyone to be really careful when you're buying a lithium battery online. So suggested is don't buy a lithium battery online. Some people that they know bought the batteries they weighed like a lithium battery, like they were heavy like a lithium battery. The people paid $675 for a 50-amp lithium battery, and when they plugged it in their caravan, they had smoke come up. So they dismantled the battery, and they found that the battery was weighed up with, with floor tiles and then a small battery to give it some charge. So they just got ripped off for $675 thinking they were buying a cheap lithium battery. If you're going to buy a lithium battery, then you go to somewhere who sells lithium batteries, gives you a warranty with them, looks after you. Keep the money in Australia, folks. Keep the money here. Keep, let's look after each other because that's the important part. Now, the other part that's important is uh, Christian Bold suggested to keep an eye open or be aware of your GVM because Christian Bold of Bold TCRC, they do... Uh, GVM upgrades, and I asked him, you know, what, what's a GVM upgrade all about? And it's when you, um, when you overload your van. So if you overload your van, sometimes you're going to maybe uh, require an engineer's report. You're going to need certification. You're going to need maybe a second compliance plate because your chassis needs to be capable of the extra weight. Your braking system needs to be capable of the extra weight. You might have 10-inch brakes, and you now need to go to a 12-inch brake. Your suspension needs to be capable, your axles, your wheels, your rims, your tyres, all of those things. So what's happening is that there are mobile way bridges that are coming out. They're spreading throughout New South Wales, mobile way bridges, mainly in the, in the regional areas. They'll pull you up. Uh, they put you over the mobile way bridge. And if you're over, you've got to take out the excess. Now, <coughs> pardon me, that could be, that could be your food. Uh, your bikes, your water, any number of things. So you've got to be really, really aware of that. So there's some things to to, uh, to get the show started this week. And if, to get the show started, you know we love Aussie. We only play Aussie music. I found the Sunny Cow Girls for you, the Sunny Cow Girls. Oh, my golly, they're good. Uh, and they've got a song called Summer. So if you'd like to enjoy Summer, here they are now, the Sunny Cow Girls. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. And if you want to find out more about on the road, just go onto our website, which is all the W's. Ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And on there, you'll find some, some interesting little snippets from time to time. And importantly, you'll find all of our podcasts. So if you know somebody who wants the show or they're getting a caravan or they want some hints about various things or places to see, ontheroadmedia.com.au. Of course, you can find us on our Facebook page and you'll find us all over the place. So there you go. All right, here we go. Sunny Girl Girls, and this is Summer.
Did you enjoy that? Hey, some of the sunny cowgirls, I bet you did. I bet you did. Now, here's something to be aware of. There's a safety warning out there for suburban uh, water heaters. You know the hot water heater that may be in your your caravan or your motorhome. Now, there is a whole bunch of model numbers, and it's not to be frightened about for all of you. It's just for some of you. And these were manufactured between the fourth of April, twenty eighteen, and the first of August. 2019. So, you know, there you go, 4th of April 2018, 1st of August 2019. And this is if you have a suburban recreational vehicle hot water heater. So the model, there's various model numbers, but the easiest site to go onto is fairtrading.nsw.gov.au. Fairtrading.nsw.gov.au. And they'll give you the list of model numbers. Now, the hazard is that under certain conditions, those particular hot water heaters can generate elevated levels of carbon monoxide, which is CO, which in some instances may spill into the caravan or the motorhome or your camper trailer. And carbon monoxide, as you may know, is colourless, it's odourless, it's a gas, and it can adversely affect the health when inhaled. And, and it can be deadly in large concentrations. So what do you do? Well, you immediately stop using that appliance, that hot water service, and you identify whether your hot water heater is one of the affected models. And if the serial number falls within the ranges, then you'll find those on the website, fairtrading.nsw.gov.au. And that can be done by just checking the appliance data plates found under the front cover plate of the hot water heater. And if you're unable to do that, then your caravan service agent should be able to assist you anyway. And if the water heater model is confirmed to be one of the models listed, then it must not be used, must not be used until it's rectified by an authorised suburban agent or dealership. And the gas isolation valve to the appliance then must be turned off until the appliance and the installation has been rectified. Now, the safety issues only apply while the appliance is operating on gas. So if your suburban water heater can operate from a 12-volt or a 240-volt water um, supply, as well as from LP gas, then it's safe to continue operating it using the 12-volt or the 240-volt only. 
So th they tell you on that website how to check your model number, all of those things, and the Australian Consumer or, or Competition and Consumer Commission has provided that information and they'll give you a list of suppliers and traders who sold the product and then you just take it to them and get it fixed and I think they're just going to fix it up for you all free from what I understand. I think it'll be just fixed up for you and that's all you have to do. So that's nice. Now what else is happening? Well, caravan, uh, some caravans are getting broken wheel studs and loose nuts. So that's something to be aware of. The, the, uh, uh, there's reports coming through of broken wheel studs and loose wheel nuts, and sometimes with the nuts unwinding completely off the studs. And it's got to be stressed that if the stud breaks, it's absolutely no proof that the stud itself was faulty because there's a number of reasons for the problems. Uh, and they're all supplied instructions regarding wheels and wheel nuts. They must be precisely followed. So it's vital to ensure that if van owners or dealers fit aftermarket wheels and nuts that they thoroughly check to ensure the plate of the replacement wheels and nuts are completely suitable for the vehicle and the axles so there's possible reasons for broken wheel studs or loose and lost nuts and the pitch circle of the studs in the imperial hub might not exactly match those of the holes in some metric wheels so uh, all studs bend when the nuts are tightened uh, there you go. Now, the angle of the taper of the nuts uh, is not the same as the angle of the taper of the wheels. Uh, Low-grade steel studs are sometimes being used. The hole in the centre is not compatible with the spigot diameter of the hub. The serrated studs are not fully driven home when pressed into the hub, such as they gradually give a little, thus causing the nuts to become loose. Rattle guns set at an unknown high torque level used to tighten the wheel nuts rather than just undo them. So that's causing the studs to stretch and maybe become weakened. Uh, nuts are being tightened in a circular pattern in one action rather than in a crisscross pattern using two or three increasing torques. And the wheel centres being highly dished uh, and that's uh, acting as a large spring washer that gradually loosens its tension and causes the nuts to loosen. So all the nuts must be tightened to the correct torque and in the correct pattern in strict accordance with the instructions provided by the wheel or your chassis manufacturer. And it's, it's strongly recommended that pencil lines, this is very clever, pencil lines are made on one face of each nut with a mating line on the wheel so that a quick visual inspection can detect any loosening of the nut. So you can get clip-on plastic indicators fitted to each nut with the adjacent arrowheads aligned, uh, and they provide an even quicker warning of any loosening nut. And then there's continual vibrations and the occasional heavy impacts from road surfaces. Well, inevitably, that will have an adverse effect on the wheel assemblies as well. And it's, it's severely aggravated if your tyre pressures and your spring rates are too high for the actual wheel loading. So Stresses on the wheel assemblies are further increased if shock absorbers and dampers are not fitted. And leaf springs do provide some damping of vibrations, but unfortunately it's the mainly on the bump, which is the upwards movement of the wheel, rather than on the rebound downward movement of the wheel, where it'd be far more beneficial. So if you want to find out more about that, then you can go to Caravan Council at optusnet.com.au, Caravan Council at optusnet.com.au. I think that's something to be aware of. So 
you know, the last thing we want you to do is to have a wheel slipping away, do we? <laughs> we don't want that to happen. So what about we get Max Merritt to see that to you, eh? Max Merritt slipping away. Here we go. Poor old Max. He, he was 79 years old. He died uh, this year, 24th September. So this is this is for you, Max, uh, and this is for us to enjoy, and it's called Slipping Away. Here we go. Watching it. 
Oh, yeah, Max Merritt and the Meteors. Now, I was up in Newcastle. I've got a, an interview that I did uh, while I was up there and uh, with Newcastle Caravan Repairs. I'm going to play that for you right now. And then following that, <laughs> I've got a great song for you. I've got a great song. It is called the Newcastle Song. Because I was up in Newcastle, we've got to play the Newcastle Song by Bob Hudson. So that'll follow this interview. Here we go for you right now. Oh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and we are on the road. And I'll tell you where I'm on the road now. I'm on the road... You might say I'm in Newcastle. I'm really in Cardiff, which is just a suburb of Newcastle. And I'm with Newcastle Caravan Repairs. I've just gone through. They've shown me their whole enterprise. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you want things in Newcastle area and you want something for your caravan, whether it be a spare part, whether it be an accessory, whatever it is, they're bound to have it. They're amazing. So I'm here now I'm with Randy Keane and Brian Clifton. And, uh, g'day, fellas. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, good Scott. Yourself? Excellent, going, excellent. Thanks for showing me through. Now, tell me, because uh, I've, I've just seen all your parts and accessories there, you seem to have everything. You must be about, would I be right? Is it a stretch to say you'd be the biggest independent repairer in this sector? If we're not, we're very close to it. We're, run, <laughs> we're running a high second, so to speak, so nothing wrong with that. So people are coming to you because of the way that, because I've, I've met some of the people that are coming in and they all seem to know you or they've been recommended to you. So you must have a terrific reputation. Well, we're a family business and uh, we've been in the game for nearly 10 years and uh, we, you know, we're here to help people. That's our main objective of the business. Uh, and we carry a lot of parts to for our repair side of the business. So, the the knowledge you know the knowledge behind is we we carry the stock, and uh, for our own repairs and offer the parts for sale as well. And that's fabulous. And one of the things that I heard one of your workmen was saying is, you didn't run out of parts during COVID. That you you've got so much stock, that that you you sailed all the way through. Well, it's not that we have so much stock as that we pre-plan ahead. We know what we're going to use three months, six months in advance because 
in the repair side of the business. We're booked out that far ahead. Um, it's with some of the smaller items, yeah, we may have run out, but we have other sources or other businesses that we can draw on to replenish those stocks. So through COVID, you're correct, we did not run out of anything, any one particular thing. Um, we may not have been able to supply the same part, but we could supply a replacement part or an alternative to suit the application that was needed at that particular Excellent. point in time. Excellent. Now, the other thing that I saw out there, which was really impressive, is you've got actual displays that people can can not just look at, but they can use. For instance, there was a Webasto display for heaters. Yes, well, instead of looking at a box and pretending you know how it works, we set up displays for for Webasto heaters and solar systems so people can, you know, it's an interactive world. We like to touch things and feel them and see how they work and you can you can see for yourself and make a decision on the spot and we've got the part sitting below the unit that you can take home with you. And then there's also, you've got a new smart TV? Yeah, the new smart TV uh, from Sphere is very good, comes standard with all the, the gear so you can use it as a computer. It's set up with Stan, Netflix, YouTube, so you mean hotspot from your phone and away you go. So the days of satellite are just about gone now, so with 5G just around the corner, um, yeah, they're proving a big hit. Oh, fabulous. Alrighty, so what do people do if they want to find you? What, what's the best phone number to ring you on? Um, well, they can ring John on the generic number or they can ring me or Brian, uh, but best of all is probably to pop into 63 Pendlebury Road, say good day to the whole team and see what we've got to offer. So uh, 63 Pendlebury Road in Cardiff, Cardiff which is near Newcastle. But if they want to ring you, they'll just ring you on 02-4956-6036. Is that Correct. right? Fabulous. 566036, five, that's right. So 4956-4956036. <laughs> that's even a nicer way of saying it. Beautifully yeah. done. Not or you can find them on their website, which is parts at Newcastle, or, or just go to Newcastle caravanrepairs.com.au newcastlecaravanrepairs.com.au I think that makes sense if somebody wants a part or an accessory that's how they find you wonderful All right, thanks fellas I really appreciate it thanks Scotty don't you ever in Newcastle they have very strange mating habits. All the young women of Newcastle walk down the main street, which is called Hunter Street, for reasons that will become obvious later on in the song. All the young men of Newcastle drive down Hunter Street in their hot FJ Holdens with chrome-plated grease nipples and double reverse overhead twin cam door handles. They're sitting eight abreast in the front seat and they lean out the window and say real cool things to the sheilas on the footpath, like, uh, g'day. And every now and then, of course, one of the young ladies thinks to herself, Ooh, she thinks, Ooh. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Anyway, there was this mob of blokes driving down Hunter Street in the front seat of the hot FJ with chrome-plated grease nipples and twin overhead foxtails. And the coolest of them all, who got to sit near the window, was young Norman. They pulled up outside the Parthenon milk bar, and standing outside the Parthenon was this beautiful-looking Sheila. Oh! Oh! Said young Norman, who'd come top in his class in English. Oh, he said. So he leaned out the window and, and he said real, real suave like he said, uh, G'day. 
this nine foot tall hell's angel came out of the Parthenon milk bar. Looked at Norm and said, oh, what are you? Norm said, what are you? Black on the footpath said, you want to go, do you, mate, eh? Norm said, yeah, you want to go, mate. Black on the footpath said, yeah, I'll have a go. Norm said, do you know who you're picking? The black on the footpath said, no, who am I picking? Norm said, you find out, mate. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there was a break in the traffic. As any young Newcastle lad knows, when you're getting monstered by a nine-foot-tall hell's angel, and there's a break in the traffic. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever let a chance go by, oh Lord, don't you ever let a chance go by. Don't you ever Another Newcastle song, Bob Hudson. Doesn't that just bring back some memories? If you're old enough to remember that song, it will bring back some memories. And one of the things you want to bring back with you is all your good goodies that you that you go away with. And the best way to protect those is to have a system of drawers called four-wheel drive storage drawers. Now, you, you put them in your four-wheel drive, you put them in your ute. You can do anything with them. But the best thing is you can either get them from off-road systems as a completed unit or... Or, and this is where it gets so good because they're an Aussie product, you can do it yourself. You can. So if you consider yourself a bit of a handy person and you want to save a few dollars and you want to build your own set of drawers, then they can give you all the bits and pieces so that you can assemble them yourselves because their do-it-yourself kits are a great solution. So if, if you're a home handy person, you've got a little bit of, you're a little bit budget conscious, then the kits can be supplied with as little, now this is very important, with as little or as much as you need, depending upon what you want to achieve as an end result. So they get varying inquiries from people who really want just a basic system and they have uh, quite a bit of material at home. So you might already have, say, some plywood at home or some carpet at home or some hardware at home. And they get other people who really want to build something completely different to suit their particular needs. So maybe you're building a system into a camper trailer, say, or into your caravan. And maybe you you use your vehicle around a farm and you can't justify, if you like, the use of the cost of carpet. And maybe you just get a buzz, if you will, from the achievement you get from making your own accessories or whatever the case, they're able to help you. So there's no obligation to purchase all of the DIY parts. You don't have to buy them all. You just buy the parts that you want. But you may, you may just simply want the drawer and the frame with its smooth, easy glide runners. I think that's important. So if you want to create your own standard two-drawer system, you can. They'll supply you with every component that you need. So if you want a full set, then they'll supply you with everything. So that would be the draw frames, the draw liners, the CNC machine ply part kit, the lock, the handles, the bolts, the hardware, the wing supports, the lineal meters of carpet, it's all there. And their price list is on their website, which is offroadsystems.com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. 
Now, the single frame, that's available in a range of sizes, and they're supplied as a machine-folded frame with working drawers inside. So every drawer is supplied with a single pair of runners and checked for correct operation before leaving their factory. That's brilliant because you're dealing with an Aussie company, they can check everything here for you. Then a double runner, if you want a double runner, then that can be supplied just for a little bit extra and it aids in the durability and the carrying of heavier items. So, And they're available, this is, oh, this is good, they're available in aluminium or galvanised steel. So you choose aluminium or galvanised steel, and the drawers have got the mounting holes already on top and the bottom, so they can be bolted together in a stack to create any number of combinations that you want. So then if you want to buy the runners, you can. If you want the front side panel, you can. If you want the lock and handle kit, you've got that. The CNC machine ply parts, you've got those. The drawer fronts, the carpet, which is marine grade. Then you've got the drawback angles. You've got the cargo barrier shelf brackets. That's all there. The cargo barrier shelf panel. All the bolt kits, that's all there. The wing support kit is all there. And so whatever you want, you just go on there. It's all priced on their website. They ship it to you. And again, all Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. So that's the beauty part. So how do you do it? Well, you go to offroadsystems.com.au and they ship all the way around Australia, all the way around Australia. If you want to give them a call, you can at 02. Grab your pencil, 02. 4647-6322-4647-6322. That's with an 02 up front. They are the best people. They are really, really terrific. Hey, do you want to do something else now? Do you want to do something else? I think you should. I think you should. Now, there are some fabulous things going on. Some fabulous things going on. And one of those things that's going on is the Foster Tun Curry region. And here's Ben Andrews. I got up there during the week with him. And uh, I tell you, it's a fabulous area. So here's an interview with him. Uh, G'day, it's Scott Gibbons. And we are on the road. You know where I'm on the road right now? And you don't know, but I am going to tell you. I'm in the Foster Tun Curry region, which is, oh, God, it's beautiful. And I'm with Ben, and Ben's with the, the tourist office. Ben, say good day. Good day, guys. So Ben's going to tell us all about what you should do when you come here. And where are we, Ben? Look how far from Sydney. Yeah, right. So thanks for having me, Scott. Um, Foster Tunkari is three and a half hours from Sydney, uh, up the M1 and the Pacific Highway. Um, so yeah, we're, we're located a, an easy drive from Sydney and from Newcastle as well, um, situated here on the coast, in the Barrington coast. Um, but yeah, beautiful spot here, Scott, and um, well worth a trip. The Barrington Coast. Tell me a bit more about the Barrington Coast. Yeah, so we stretch from um, Teaguards and Hawks Nest in the south, all the way up to Crowdy Head and Crowdy Bay National Park in the north, and then all the way out to the Barrington Ranges out west, so Barrington Tops National Park. Um, it's over 10,000 square kilometres of, um, of region, so plenty to see and do here. Uh, we've got 190 k's of coastline, which Foster Tuncurry falls on. Um, and yeah, so like I said, plenty to see and do, plenty of experiences to be had right across the region. Um, I know we're just talking about Foster Tuncurry now, but Barrington Tops is World Heritage listed. Um, some the beautiful national parks and state forests up there, plenty of camping, uh, hiking. And then you've got uh, places like the Manning Valley that are just um, so good for local produce um, and, and some other experiences there, some cultural experiences as well. Um, well. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's, let's talk about all of those things and the things to do. And we can always come back with another chat about the Foster Tone Curry region because a lot of people know about that one. So tell us about the things that people don't know. Yeah, I suppose um, 
Well, the Barrington Coast is one that not many people would have heard of, but look, we've, we're a former, um, uh, we're an amalgamated area in a sense. So we used to be the Great Lakes. People would know us as the Great Lakes or the Manning Valley or Gloucester. Um, we're now under the one umbrella of Barrington Coast and, and I suppose we've got um, that mountains to sea experience. Um, we use a, a local um, Birupai uh, description of our region, which is where the leaves touch the waters from the mountains to the sea. So we've really got that, um, you know, that experience of even our, the mighty Manning River starts in the Barrington Tops, flows all the way down through the valleys and then is the only double delta um, river system in the country that um, has two outlets into the Pacific Ocean. Um, so that's, that's, we, we like to share that story, that Birupai story as a, as a description of our region. Um, but yeah, basically we've, we've got it all here. You can, um, even with Barrington Tops um, receiving dustings of snow through the winter, um, you can make a snowman in the morning and then have a, uh, make a sandcastle in the afternoon. So we've got, <laughs> we've got the best of both worlds here. That's sensational. Yeah. So to go from the Barrington Tops to the, the waters of Foster Tun Curry, how far is that sort of a drive? Yeah, look, you're looking at about, it's an hour drive from Foster to, to Gloucester, which is the, we call the base camp, <laughs> the, the base camp of Barrington Tops. And then you're looking at another, you know, hour to, to 90 minutes, depending where you go. Barrington Tops is, is um, a pretty, uh, pretty expansive type of area. So depending where you go, but if you're looking to get up to the snow, up to places like Pole Blue, uh, the campground up there, which is the highest um, campground that you can drive to in New South Wales. And is that um, a four-wheel drive drive, or is that no, a... No, no. Um, most of the road now, up Barrington Tops Road and Scone Road, is sealed. Um, there is a little bit of unsealed road, but you can definitely get a caravan up there. Um, on the other side is um, a place called the Dingo Gate that some of your listeners might know that head down, heads down into to Moon Am Flat and Scone. Um, but that can be quite a, quite a tricky drive with a caravan, I would, I would think. Um, but from this side, from the Foster Tuncari side and Gloucester side, yes, very doable. And, and as far as accommodation for caravans and things in your region, how good is that? Yeah, yeah. Look, we've got heaps of um, caravan and, and camping uh, operators right across the region, like all up and down the coast and then out into the, um, to the hinterland and mountains as well. Um, and just depending what you're after as well, we've got a lot of the big players uh, in terms of um, you know, your big four holiday parks, your Reflections holiday parks, um, Discovery parks. And then because we have so much, uh, so many national parks as well, there's a lot of national park campgrounds that we have as well. So if you, you know, if you want to go and bush, uh, beat around the bush and stuff like that, uh, you, you certainly can do that here. Um, but yeah, there's, there's um, opportunities for beach, um, parks at beaches, parks on the rivers, parks on the lakes. And then up in the hinterland, away from everyone. So. Oh, golly, that should make you the mayor. You're just selling it like nobody else could. All right, so people come into Foster Tuncurry and the drive across the bridge from Foster to Tuncurry is just, that's got to be one of the icons of, of visual Australia, don't you reckon? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to say so. I've, um, I've lived here for six years now. I used to holiday here as a kid and I still don't get sick of that drive over that bridge on a day like today that we're having... Here now, um, the turquoise waters of Wallace Lake, um, you certainly don't get sick of seeing it. And 
it's something that uh, for visitors to the region sticks in their mind, um, even from when you know their, their kids travelling here for the first time, but going over that bridge and seeing Wallace Lake and, and some of the colours it throws out um, yeah. is pretty special. So, um, And, yeah, it's something we're known for here for sure. And there's always... I've never been across there and not seen people fishing, so the fishing must be... Mm. But you would know better than me. Yeah, look, we're... Um, we're we're really lucky in that sense. We've um, we've got a lot of different fishing options because the the lake system, the Great Lakes lake system, is um, is so plentiful when it comes to fish and and seasonal fishing is really um, really good here. Um, we're located on the coastline in in a really unique spot in that we get um, with the east coast current, we get a whole lot of different um, species coming down, um, especially in spring and autumn. Um, when the water starts to warm up on that east coast current, we get a lot of, um, you know, those trophy fish that um, anglers go for, so your marlin, your mahi mahi. Um, but then when we've also got, you know, for the basic angler that just wants to fish off the off the pier down here in Foster, there's plenty of whiting. Um, if you're after that, a bit of a tougher challenge, there's the kingfish that come um, between August and late December. Um, so yeah, there's a fair bit to um, to offer in terms of fishing. So you're a a 12-month place to come to. You're not just a, a summer season. You can come here anytime. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We, we find um, we visitation to the area is, is pretty high over in, in, in the warmer months um, because we do have such a big coastline. Okay. Um, but in saying that, winter um, in Fostatankari is a beautiful time to visit. Okay. The water's actually warmer um, for those wanting to go on the beach. <laughs> might not be so when you get out. Um, but yeah, in terms of fishing, um, surfing as well is particularly good in winter. Um, we had uh, a fair few new visitors this year. Um, as you know, it was just after the travel restrictions were lifted. So a few people were looking, had that cabin fever and were looking to get out. And out. <laughs> um, so we had a fair few new visitors in winter and they were, they were shocked at just how um, it is quite warm here still. It does get cooler at nights, but during the day, it's um, you know around the 20 to 23 degrees during winter. Oh. Um, it's, yeah, it's not that bad, but um, like I mentioned earlier, there is snow often. Um, we had about five snowfalls up on Barrington Tops, and you can definitely feel it in Foster Tuncurry when it's snowing <laughs> up on the mountain. Well, I'm already here, so I've been sold on it. I'm telling you, if you're coming through, you've got to stop them. And come into the tourist office because it's just so organised. It's really, really good. So, Ben, what about a song for you? You've, you've got a local that you've got in mind. Yeah, that's right. So there's a local artist um, out of Foster Tongue Curry named Jack River. Um, she actually has started up her own event called uh, Grow Your Own Festival that happens um, most Januaries. Um, obviously, uh, this year uh, was a little bit different or her one coming up has been postponed but she's a great artist she um she lives here locally in foster and um gets played on triple j a fair bit um <laughs> and has been in the hottest 100 so um maybe a song from her would be great is there a particular one you've got in oh, mind i don't mind fool's gold is a good one fool's gold here we go hey this is for ben andrews if you're coming to foster turn country pop in and say good day to ben but fool's gold here it comes hey this is scott gibbons we are on the road and I tell you, when you're on the road, you've got to come to Foster Town Carry. Thanks, Ben. You don't like roller coasters. How could you ever love the girl like me? I took you to the end of my street so you could see my bones a couple of the 
So from Foster Tun Curry, where we're we going to go to now? Well, what about we head across to South Australia? Would that be good? Would that be good, South Australia? Because they're open for us. They let us go in there. If you're from New South Wales, nice people. So you've got Little Blue Lake, so you can take a, a plunge in this beautiful sinkhole, which lies in the Kanawinka volcanic area between two dormant volcanoes, Mount Shank and Mount Gambier. It's about 11 kilometres west of the city. It's also named uh, Mount Gambier. It's a popular spot. You got locals swim there, they dive, and the waters are more green than blue, thanks to the algae. And then you got Lake Gairdner National Park, so you can explore the glistening white surface of Australia's third largest salt lake, Lake Gairdner, 150k northwest of Port Augusta, and the lake has more than 200 islands. And the salt lake, or the salt layer, is almost a metre thick in parts, and the, the park's also home to Lake Everett, and Lake Harris, and you can camp under the stars, and you can spot kangaroos and emus and wombats and goannas, and you can explore the whole park. And out and about with kids is just terrific. They're telling us all about this. Umphiston sinkhole, well, that's a magnificent sinkhole at Mount Gambier. It was created when the top chamber of a limestone cave collapsed, and it was beautified, or beautified, if you will, (laughs) beautified, made it into a saintly spot, but it was beautified by a, a local farmer and politician, James Umphiston, in the late 1880s. And it's now also known as the Sunken Garden, 
with its hanging vines cascading over its sides and the plants growing in the terraces of the garden floor. And at dusk, well, the area just comes alive with possums. Oh, as they venture into the flooded gardens to feed. Oh, possums are so pretty. They're so pretty. Unless you're from New Zealand. <laughs> from New Zealand, they just don't like them. Uh, William Creek Sand Dunes. Well, halfway along the Unidad Track lies the blink and you'll miss it town of William Creek. And it's best known for its authentic outback pub. And nearby you'll see, f- or you'll, you'll find a windswept red sand dunes set against the bright blue skies. Oh, is that pretty? Is that a picture or not? Oh, and while you're there, check out Catathanda Lake Air and the colourful Anna Creek Painted Hills. And then you've got the Kanyaka Waterhole on the Flinders Ranges. It's a permanent spring-fed waterhole in the Flinders Ranges. It lies beside a large quartzite rock formation known as Death Rock. And that was named because the Indigenous people are said to have brought their loved ones there when they were dying. And along the walk to the waterhole, you can also see the ruins of an old pioneering station. Oh, so gorgeous. Now, let's head to the Northern Territory, you reckon? I reckon we should. So you've got Lonely Beach, which is East Arnhem Land. It's two beautiful beaches. They meet at a rocky island at the spot near the homeland of Bawaka. It's around about a, uh, one and a half hours from Nullumbai in the East Arnhem Land. And the waters here, they're steaming with marine life. And at the top of the dunes, you get a fabulous vantage point. And Lonely Beach can be visited on the Lyric Tourism Bawaka Day Tour. It's a four-wheel drive adventure that gives visitors an insight into the Yolngu homeland life, including traditional spearfishing and crab hunting. Oh, you might even get to eat what you catch. That might be a good thing. Then you've got Barramundi Gorge at Kakadu National Park. It's one of Kakadu's lesser-known attractions, Barramundi Gorge. It's also known as Maggot, M-A-G-U-K, Maggot. Uh, it's a pristine natural waterfall, a pristine and it's got a plunge pool at the base of the steep gorge walls, and you can spot the spangled drongos and the rainbow pitters in the rainforest, and you can swim with the black brim. You can marvel at the majestic endemic uh, anbenic trees along the rocky slopes, and it's located just an hour's drive south from Kawinda, and, and Magak uh, can be accessed from a 14-kilometre four-wheel drive track off Kakadu Highway, and then it's followed by a kilometre walk through the monsoon forests, and then you cross Barramundi Creek. Oh, does that sound pretty? Then you've got Mount Connor. So Uluru and Katajuda may get all the glory, all the glory, but there's a third major attraction in the Red Centre that's arguably just as impressive as its more famous cousins. And the 300-metre-high Mount Connor is a flat-topped, sandstone-capped sand and rock mountain around 100 kilometres east of Ayers Rock Resort, and it lies on privately owned Curtin Springs Station cattle property, and it can only be accessed on a private tour with SEIT Outback Australia. And the kids, they've got to be at least six years old. And then, then you've got Red Bank Gorge. Oh, it's a stunning gorge. It's a chasm. It's around 160k west of Alice Springs at the base of Mount Sonder. It's a refuge for many threatened plant and animal species. You take a 2K return walk from the car park along the creek bed to the gorge. Have a swim in the cold, deep water of the near-permanent waterhole. You've got basic camping facilities there. They're available at Woodland and Ridgetop campgrounds. And then if you want to, you should go to Ellery Creek Big Hole, which is the West MacDonald National Park. So you've got thousands of years of massive floods. They've carved out this fabulous waterhole, which is fed by the West MacDonald Ranges. 
and then surrounded by tall red cliffs and the sandy Ellery Creek. It's recognised as an internationally significant geological site. So the permanent water made it a special meeting place for the Aranda people on the fish and honey ant dreaming trails, and they take the three kilometre dolomite walk to the surrounding formations. Is that beautiful? Oh, that's beautiful. I reckon, I reckon there's so many good things going on. We might have a little bit of Normie Rose singing in case there are because we've, I reckon, you know, this COVID thing looks like it might be disappearing, looks like it. So case there are, I think that's what we'll do. And if we have time, we'll come back and we'll do some more, maybe about Western Australia. But in the meantime, here's Normie Rose, case there are. Good on you. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is On The Road. You can get more of On The Road. You can go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com. Dot au on the road media.com.au on there you'll find oh probably somewhere towards 60 of our podcasts so if you're touring and you want to hear more then they're all there if you want to share the show you just share the show you just go onto that website you can share it as much as you like we've got a facebook page we've got it all so hey it's good having you with us each week and if you've got anything that you want to tell us then you can send me an email to scott s-c-o-t-t at on the road media Send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au And if we can do a, a request for you, all Aussie music, all Aussie music, or if you want to learn about some parts of Australia or anything you want to know, tell us and we'll try and find out for you. Okay, here we go. Here's Normie Rowe.
Uh, Normie Rowe. I think Normie Rowe is just fabulous. I could listen to his music all the time. But we've got to play other music for you as well. And the good news is that the the Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, has said that she expects, hopefully, fingers crossed, that New South Wales may be open to everybody from November 23. And that's just terrific. And that means that we might, we might be getting closer to get to Western Australia. And if that's the case... Terrific. And one of the places you might want to see over there is Hellfire Bay, which is the Cape Le Grand National Park. It's one of the most beautiful beaches you're ever likely to see. Hellfire Bay, it's a highlight of a visit to Cape Le Grand National Park in Western Australia's south. And out and about with kids, they tell us that it's just... The bay is around about 45 minutes drive from Esperance. It's a lovely place to have a picnic or to swim when conditions are calm. And the park abounds with white sand beaches and granite peaks and... Oh, Heathland that are home to the pygmy possums and the western grey kangaroos and the wonderful wildflowers. And, oh, yeah. Hey, Western Australia, we might get to broom again soon. What do you reckon? We might get to broom again soon. Hey, I reckon we're out of time. I reckon we're out of time. We've finished this show already for the week. And by golly, it's been good being with you. So in the meantime, I reckon we might finish it off. Because everybody wants to come back to New South Wales and everybody wants to go and see another part of Australia, don't we? So we might finish it off with Daddy Cool, come back again, because that would be good. We all get to come back again. Here's Daddy Cool. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. You can find out more on theroadmedia.com.au. But in the meantime, come back again, Daddy Cool, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
Come back 